Welcome to the How Fitting Podcast, where you'll hear from independent fashion designers and entrepreneurs about how they grow their business, making clothes that fit their customer and values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Tsi Chen of Sonderlier. Welcome to the show, Tsi. Hi, Allison. So happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. For those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, uh, my name is Si Chen, and I am the founder and designer of Sandelier. Um, so Sandelier, uh, we just launched. It's a women's clothing brand that offer camera-ready clothing yet that you could sleep in, um, and it's also a sustainable brand. Awesome. So cool. So I have a lot to ask you about um, with <laughs> that. So let's kind of start in the beginning. Like, do you have a background in fashion or kind of how did, how did this come about? Uh, not at all. Um, so my background is in engineering and academia. So I actually work as a professor in engineering. Um, um, But like, since I was a little girl, I always dreamed about like fashion and design. Um, But, you know, it just seems so far away. So I never like seriously considered it until, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as I, grew up <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, you know, had the chance to, to think about like what I really want to do. Gotcha. So yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I kind of, I, I can relate to, to your story a little bit in that when I was younger, I always loved fashion, but I didn't think it was like a viable re- career mm-hmm. option. And right. so, yeah, I was like, should I do something more like a safe, you know, major in something like safer that you know there's a lot more jobs or something um but then like really researching career options in high school I realized there's like there's more in fashion you can do than just designer and there's more actual career options so I did go to school for fashion but yeah I can understand how like from the outside you know before you're in it you it looks kind of unattainable. Oh, that's uh, so smart. You did research in high school. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that I can't take credit for, for had the, having the foresight to do that. My parents um, made all of us kids, like when you're, <laughs> you know, sophomore in high school, like research, look into the careers that you think you might want to do. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So what kind of got you into fashion then? I mean, was it just something that you had always an interest in and you decided I'm going to go for it or kind of what prompted you to start your brand? Um, I think it's like a combination of things. Like one is this, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I always wanted to, and then it's like this sort of itch just like got um, like more and more um, obvious over the years. Mm -hmm. And the other one is sort of like, um, me having like personally having struggle like finding the clothes I want to wear mm-hmm. um, so like I remember like looking for I think sweatshirt at some point um, but I was like okay I I want to wear something that's like as comfortable but I want like a different look 
And mm-hmm. I remember just like searching all over the place, like um, multiple, like, you know, online marketplaces and like from, you know, um, economy brands to like really luxury brands, like couldn't find something that's like a different shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's strange. And then like, um, and then like, because I work from home a lot and I, a lot of my girlfriends work from home a lot. Um, and, you know, we love fashion and all that, but um, mm-hmm. we end up like, we we're talking one time and we're like, oh, we're like living in gym clothes every day now. <laughs> and like all these, you know, really cute, nice clothes are just like sitting in the closet collecting dust. And I thought that's just not right. Like, there's not an option where you can like reliably wear and feel good in like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very split of like, these are comfy clothes that you only wear mm-hmm. home. And then these are cute clothes that you wear out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the need you saw from like you personal experience and your friends. Um, so what were kind of the first steps that you actually took once you decided I'm going to, I'm going to make this a brand. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the hardest part, like not knowing anything. It was like, you know, I don't even know what to Google. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. so it's like, so I just, I think I just started Googling like little by little, like how to start a fashion brand, like listening to some podcasts. And I think the entry point was, uh, a fabric show uh I just like you know saw some like blog posts and um one of them mentioned this fabric show that was coming up like in uh Chicago so I just I was like okay I'm gonna go mm-hmm. so was the DG Expo yeah okay I've, I've <laughs> been to the I've been to the Chicago DG Expo before it's a great show yeah. So from there, I like, just started to get into uh, like uh, introduced to like what what are the type of uh, roles in fashion and uh, some communities I can involve myself with and like what are the fabrics out there. Just like started little by little. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's still like a huge undertaking to like jump into an industry that you didn't previously have connections in and even to have kind of the bravery to uh, like go to the show. I mean, are are you based near Chicago or did you have to travel? I did have to travel a little bit. I'm based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So it's okay. like a short-ish travel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But still, yeah, to to take the trip and kind of jump into a tr- sometimes I mean trade shows can be overwhelming at times especially like new to the industry so that's awesome that you 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 did the research and you kind of just went in or like let's figure this out um yeah, yeah I think I think to me it's all like very new and exciting too so it's like the novelty of it I was like oh what's this what's that mm-hmm. yeah were there any things um like as you were like learning all about the industry and starting your brand that really surprised you that you weren't aware of before or was it just kind of learning new things but it kind of made sense as it went 
Oh, um, yeah, I think a lot of things surprised me. I, I really didn't know what to expect. I came in like with, um, I think, a lot of naivety. So, mm-hmm. you know, I thought kind of like design, like I really never thought about like what really is a designer's job. Um, mm-hmm. And plus like being a designer is one thing and being like, the owner of a brand is another thing yeah Um, talk about that a little bit because I I think that's something that um often gets overlooked but is super important yeah so like I thought you know designer is just like you draw something and it's like pretty and then (laughs) you like give it to a manufacturer and then like they just make the thing Mm -hmm. um But there's like so much that goes into it, um, like from from like finding the right fabrics to like connecting with the right people um, and like um, I think the the kind of like the marketing side of things, um, the operations, like, you know, being the one person show like you you basically have to do everything Mm -hmm. um yeah and like for me I think because I'm an introvert um like having to run my social media have to like do some um like essentially PR like in a very basic sense Mm -hmm. um is very challenging for me yeah I, I get that. I'm also an introvert. So it's like, this is about as much yeah. as I, I go out there and it's not, I'm not even showing my face. So exactly. Like showing my face is a big step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Running, running a brand, like designing is one thing, but running a brand, it involves so much more than just design. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what were kind of your, the most important things when you were designing your initial pieces? The, the most important thing, uh, you mean like to, in terms of like my brand um, vision? Yeah. Like what, what were you, what were kind of, as you were designing your first collection, what were the things where you're like, I know I want it to do this or be this or fit like this uh-huh. or like, what were the, yeah. What were the things where you knew right, right away or decided these were the must haves for your first pieces? Yeah. Um, so like, I know style and comfort are like the main uh, two of the main pillars. Um, so I wanted to, like, I'm very inspired by shapes. So um, to me, like the silhouette is everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to have like really interesting, like chic, unique shapes um, that you kind of don't see in like traditional um, loungewear. Like, you know, even though I, I wouldn't categorize my, um, collection as loungewear but like it's um feel wise it's similar mm-hmm. um and then it's just like about what inspires me like um 
to me, like the other aspect is versatility. So um, I think this, this idea of like being able to change the look of a, of a piece is very attractive to me. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, it's also practical. And I like the idea of, you know, it kind of inviting the wearer to be sort of co-creators of an outf outfit, you know, like they can, you know, change the look of the outfit as they wish. Um, so, you know, maybe it's like the engineer part of me in this. I just like mm -hmm. to think of it as like almost like a transformer. Um, and then the other piece that, you know, later I added in, it was like the fit versatility part where, um, you know, cause in a pandemic, I definitely felt the, the body fluctuation and weight gain, like clothing not fit. So I don't want that to be part of the struggle of mm -hmm. uh, my customers. Um, yeah, so I would say those are the main ones. Yeah, yeah, and all those are like super important too. So yeah, I was looking at your pieces a little bit and it seems like they are very, like not only can you mix and match the styles to create a different outfit, but there's, you know, a lot of pieces, like you said, that that you could kind of adjust the functionality or adjust how it fits or the um, adjust the style of it to wear it in different ways. Can you talk a little bit about um, that and and how, how your pieces kind of modulate between these different outfits and forms. Yeah. So like, you know, this one top I have, like it can change from you know, sort of like a professional look, you know, because I have it, you know, work from home or work uh, in general as one of the use scenarios in my, uh, for my collection. So, you know, one style is sort of like, um, professional. It has a certain um, more like conservative but still structured like neckline. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can like convert it to a one shoulder top with a simple like unzipping a uh, zipper. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, so yeah, things like that. Um, I just feel like I'm very attracted to the idea of like having you know, one piece is, is very reliable for a lot of different occasions. Um, I think it's, you know, because like fashion is so wasteful and we tend to buy a lot of clothes and like, you know, it's shocking that like, I think on average we wear like our clothes six or seven times um, before like throwing them out or, you know, for their entire lifetime. And I think that's mm -hmm. so wasteful. Um, so I wanted to create something that you can kind of fit in a lot of different occasions, whether you're like lounging, working, or like going out. Um, so yeah, like that's part of the reason why I do these kind of transformations. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, so backing up a little bit. So what was kind of the process from, 
you know, you took those first steps, you found a fabric, you had your designs in mind to actually getting the finished product and samples. Cause I know that's that there's a lot within the product development process. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So talk a little bit about what that was like and did kind of your background in engineering kind of help you in that at all? Cause I feel like (laughs) that might've been helpful to be able to think in that way and the more technical side of things than someone who's totally right brain creative all the time. Yeah. I think the, the engineering part is definitely like the function mm-hmm. uh, is like so important. I, I, I uh, like if I add some design, it has to have a functionality to it. Um, so the development process would definitely like, yeah, one of the surprises is like, it's so... Um, I would say arduous and like long time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because like fit is also really important to me. Um, so we went through three rounds of revisions um, to like, just to get the, the perfect fit, um, you know, and make sure like every element of the garments are just right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like the pandemic definitely didn't make it easy. Uh, You know, I was like going for my first fitting, like right when the pandemic was breaking out in the U.S. So that was interesting Mm -hmm. too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It definitely complicates things. Um, So did the pandemic or anything delay kind of your initial timeline or were you able to still kind of make it work even though things were a little bit up in the air in many ways. Oh, it definitely delayed things. Uh, We, I had like over three months pause in the development process Mm -hmm. uh, because of the pandemic, like everything was just shut down, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but like looking back, it's also a good thing because it allowed me to really like, reflect on you know my why and like what are important in um, my brand so Mm. yeah yeah kind of make the most of the time and really yeah really figure figure out the plan yeah yeah I think that's been like a lot of us is uh, experiencing a pandemic like you know just having time to reflect on things is beneficial Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did that, did that change much of what you were, what you were planning to do or was it just more a confirmation and really kind of sitting down and and fleshing out what it looked like? Um, I think the fit versatility part is definitely a result of that. Um, But just having clarity is just make a lot of decisions much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you find, um, you mentioned you're a one person brand right now. So do you find it's difficult to kind of split your time or like make, make decisions when like you're the only one doing the things, you know, whether it is you're splitting your time between design and marketing and sales or yeah. Is it, are there challenges that kind of 
come with that or has it been kind of freeing to be able to make these decisions and on, on your own and kind of go for it then? Yeah, I think both are true. Um, it definitely gets overwhelming sometimes. Like, you know, you have, you have like 10 things on your to-do list, you, you know, each one is a different category. And, mm-hmm. um, but like at the same time, I do enjoy being able to be creative, um, not just in like designing a garment, but also in other aspects like, you know, marketing, um, mm-hmm. like even graphic design is kind, kind of interesting to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. So I've been following your Instagram for a while, even before you launched. And you do a great job of really kind of building the community and the vision before you even had, you know, the the product for sale. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about kind of what what that was like creating kind of the marketing vision and were there things that you did um, during that time kind of building your audience before launch that you found were really helpful? Yeah, um, let's see. There's definitely a lot of trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. You know, social media itself can be a very frustrating experience. Um, but I think just like try to, I, I mean, this word is so overused these days, but just like try to be authentic. Like, um it's hard. It's easier said than done, but like try to um, speak from the heart, you know, rather than like, oh, I need to like get this post out, like, um, or I need to get like people to like this post somehow, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, um, you know, when you're, when you're really interested and when you really have a point you want to make, it's uh, tend to drive better results than, you know, when you're just doing it to, to get results. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like specific things that's being helpful. Um, so I think, yeah, one thing is, I done some like uh, challenges, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ran this challenge, you know, it's just like partially for fun. Uh, and I ran this like no gym clothes challenge. So it's like <laughs> a week long time where you're not supposed to wear gym clothes, but, you know, still stay comfortable and, you know, look cute. Mm-hmm. Um so that was really fun and you know that get people really engaged um what else i bet it's kind of inspirational too to see what outfits people put together for that yeah yeah like uh, i get really interesting and good feedback from people too they were like oh i never knew how to wear this like um i like you know I never knew I could wear this, like stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. um, you you posted a picture of your outfit for each day, yeah. right? And then other people kind of use those 
kind of right that, that it's outfit like recipe very simple recipe yep mm-hmm. exactly nice yeah have you found that a lot of um a lot of kind of your audience or your customers um weren't sure kind of like how to put the outfits together or was it you know like were you kind of teaching them along the way like here are the different ways that you can wear these pieces you know whether it be from your brand or just in in your closet or was it more just like combining things in new ways that you know that was kind of the the challenge um I think that's that's like one of the points I guess I want to make through Sandelier is that um I think we're we're like unconsciously trained to think that real f- real outfits or cute outfits takes effort. So mm-hmm. I think when people think about that, it's overwhelming. Um, so what I want to do is just like encourage them to be like, okay, these are so 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 simple, and then you can totally. Um, put together something like this and takes like less than five minutes. Um, and you'll, you'll feel much better than just like wear the same gym clothes that you've been wearing for the hundredth time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point where it's like, once you kind of have the foundations in the building blocks of like a comfortable and cute wardrobe, um, it it's, doesn't take a, as m- nearly as much effort to put together the outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So I want to talk about um, you just wrapped up your Kickstarter for your your launch collection, right? And yeah. um, I saw that you were two hundred and twelve percent funded, which is amazing. So congratulations! Thank you. So I'm really curious to hear what kind of you did and kind of how that whole journey went. And do you have any tips of what made your campaign so successful? Yeah. So um, that's a lot of work went into it. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like um, you have to like, make a really good quality video and that makes a huge difference and like the whole um page design um like I spent a lot of time on the page design uh which I think did pay off um and and like things associated with it, like being clear about your brand message, like what are the cases, the things that you want to talk about. Uh, I feel like that's a good exercise to go through uh, just, just for your branding in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely things that uh, was kind of important are like, building an audience before the launch mm-hmm. uh, you know so like try to build up your email list before uh, you are ready to launch uh, is a big a big element um, mm-hmm. you know and what were you sorry to interrupt but mm-hmm. like what were you sharing with your email list since you didn't have product yet 
<laughs> yeah, like all kinds of random things, like you know, behind the scenes of like what's been it kind of like take people on the journey of like what's been going on, like which step we are at, like you know, it's also it could involve people in like uh, like feedback of your design and things like that, and also you know just. Things I want to say, things I think, my reflections, like yeah, things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because I bet that's so important to build and like so helpful to not just build an audience, but kind of create a community of people that have the same vision or the same need or like the same thoughts about what clothes should be as you do. Um, that are, you know, automatically excited when you have clothing pieces that fit that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. really smart. So yeah. yeah, so what are some of the other things that you think made the campaign so successful? Um, the uh, support of friends and family was definitely, a, you know, one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I feel very fortunate to have like really supportive friends and family who um, were, you know, there to support me from the beginning of the campaign. Um, And, you know, just like kind of ask people to uh, share what you're doing um, and like make it really easy for them to share. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's, uh, I think also uh, a really helpful element. Um, mm-hmm. So how yeah. did how did you make it? Like, in what ways did you make it easy for people to share what you were doing? Because if I'm not mistaken, you don't have like a huge like social media following yourself. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um. So just like I pre-wrote some like. Uh, email template mm. for people so they can just like copy and paste and send to their friends oh that's uh, super smart yeah cool um yeah so was there anything else or uh I, I do kind of have one question like about the whole you know you mentioned kind of the design of the kickstarter page and the messaging um okay how how did you kind of test the messaging or you know test kind of the I I don't want to say selling points but I guess they kind of are selling points or like the reasons why people would be interested with with a smaller group of people and before you kind of put them on the kickstarter page or was the kickstarter page kind of your let's test the market and see you know what people resonate with um, kind of how much how much product you know testing your feedback or at least with the messaging did you do before even the Kickstarter? Mm, so I I see the Kickstarter itself is as a test. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you know, other than my friends and family are like people I don't know actually are uh, kind of appreciate this idea. Mm-hmm. So that was the test for the Kickstarter. Um, in terms of messaging tests beforehand, uh, I wouldn't say like 
I did like test test like but I did ask people for their feedback on like what do you think of this what do you think of that Mm -hmm. um just like you know to my friends gotcha yeah and that's still I mean that's still really helpful just to get because I find even for myself sometimes in my head it makes sense but then when you describe it to someone else they're like "Mm, yeah what you said didn't like line up to what you meant and so yeah even working it out with friends or family beforehand to just get really clear about how to communicate your vision Um, right nice so yeah, I'm 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 guessing by the numbers you would uh, you would take the Kickstarter test as a success. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely like not you know there are much bigger Kickstarter campaigns than mine, mm-hmm. um, but you know I'm I'm not like in a rush to be like huge <laughs> to be in the beginning, and I think. You know, I have enough evidence that this is uh, something that a lot of people would benefit from. Um, and I want to, like, just kind of uh, take take it slow and, like, make sure each step is done right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how do you see Sondelier kind of growing in the future? Like, do you have plans for... Where would you like to see your brand growing to? Yeah, so I'm kind of leaving that an, as an open um, question that I, I will revisit like periodically because, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to evolve over time as well. But um, in I think the big direction is I want to um, like serve as many women or like, you know, uh, people in general that, you know, like I think as long as my product can provide value for them, um, like make their day a little better, a little easier to get dressed up, um, a little more, a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more exciting that, um, I consider as a success. Um, yeah, like, and you know, the more people I can, um, provide value to the better. So, you know, whether I'll be, be a household name, like I, I can't, uh, I don't dare to think about that yet. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think, you know, that is uh, what I consider to be success. And, you know, the, the scale is uh, something I will have to evaluate along the way. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really smart because, I mean, something I talk about a lot is, that like success doesn't have to be like becoming the big name designer or, you know, making a million dollars or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. More often, like what would actually you know, make us feel successful or fulfilled in what we're doing is some of these smaller things, you know, like you said, being able to, um, you know, help women feel comfortable and feel their best in, in what they're wearing. And 
that that type of success is like way more attainable and also, you know, way more fulfilling sometimes. So I think that's really, really smart to, to know that about yourself and, and what you want for the brand. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the, you know, probably like one thing I enjoy most about being an entrepreneur is being able to ask myself these questions um, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, what, how do I define success and what makes me feel fulfilled? Because like, yeah, it's easier to give it a number and like just follow what the society tells you to value. But, you know, in the end, it's about, you know, what really gives you joy and what provides value to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So on kind of the topic of entrepreneurship, um, how has it been as an entrepreneur now versus, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly the career you ha- you have in, in engineering and you mentioned academia, but uh, I'm guessing it, it's it's different and, and uses different skills. So what are some of the things you've learned as an entrepreneur with this brand? Let's see. A social media is definitely <laughs> um, like there's still so much to learn about social media, but I've come like miles from where I was before. Like, you know, before starting Sandelier, I was basically not on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like, I guess being more comfortable with putting myself out there um showing my face things like that is something that I took as a mm, a valuable lesson from from being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um and and I think like connecting with others like yeah sure like in my um professor job there's there's networking um but mostly you're kind of like minding your own small like research group. Um, but, you know, through this entrepreneur journey, I think it's so encouraging to see uh, like, you know, entrepreneurs, especially like women entrepreneurs, like supporting each other um, and just like connecting with so many like inspiring women is, is one of the best part of this journey. Nice. So have you kind of sought out communities of other entrepreneurs or, you know, just met people on social media or how have you connected with some of these other entrepreneurs? I'm seeking out communities part and just like entrepreneur communities in general. Um, Yeah, just like this is kind of like you're not you're not alone uh, because, you know, you may be alone in your business um, and it can be very isolating sometimes. So like belonging to a community and like seeing other people going through the same journey or similar journey um, is, you know, very sort of comforting and uh, encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm part of um, Fashion Group International, and I, I kind of feel that way about that group. It's like I don't have coworkers, but they're kind of 
like my people who get it, who are in the industry too, Mm -hmm. um, that I get to kind of learn from them and bounce ideas off of and get that creative energy and camaraderie, um, from them. Yep, definitely. Uh, Cool. So how have, now that your Kickstarter is over, has production started for those pieces? Uh, so we're working on pre-production. So, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, basically uh, making sure that the machines are, uh, basically we know how to work with the manufacturer's machines to uh, like the particular fabric I have mm-hmm. um, before starting the production run. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask how's production going so far, but um, (laughs) because, yeah, that's another like there's so many stages and it's like you're so close. Like you have you made the sales and, you know, you got the fabric and you have the designs. But yeah, production, too, is is an even another step to go through. I mean, even in where you're at now of testing the machines and the fabric, like that's a very that's a super important step so yeah so what is something that you're most proud of so far in your brand journey um i i feel really proud to like one is to to make the step to start sandalier um you know Mm -hmm. because it's a very big transition um, and in a completely new field. Um, and I'm proud to be, you know, learning and bettering myself every day. Um, yeah, I think those are the most important things. And, you know, when I see a physical product that like fits really well and people love it, I also feel very proud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Seeing like people wear the clothes that you had a part in making yep. you're like you can't beat that it's it's really cool to see yep awesome and what has been the biggest challenge so far in starting your brand biggest challenge um I think I guess kind of similar um you know just actually the starting starting, getting started and like learning everything from scratch um and you know the um I would say the pandemic definitely made things more difficult Mm -hmm. um and the other aspect is uh as I mentioned before is like putting myself out there like yeah. that's more like mentally challenging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what would um I have two questions based on what you just said um so looking back what is something that you would would have like wished somebody had told you or would tell your yourself from you know a year or two ago when you're first starting this idea that would have helped you um good question I think one is to be patient um Mm -hmm. you know like I think I think 
we're used to like instant gratification, gratification um, from social media and other technology. And like we're, um, as customers, we're, we're trying to like receive things immediately. Um, but, you know, on the development side, and especially when you're making a physical product, it's actually a very time consuming process and you just have to be patient with it. Like I, um, I think if I had set an expectation of how long and how uh, much work would go into the process, it would make it a little less frustrating at times, I think. So how, how long did the kind of development take? Like how long was it in the works before kind of this point? A year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a long time, but I mean, that's not bad for like starting yeah, a whole exactly. business I as well as a collection. Me, like it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it's like, you're not only in the first collection always takes so much longer than future ones. Cause you're, yeah. you're starting the foundation. You're still figuring it all out. You're starting the business from scratch right. as well simultaneously. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. It's like, be patient with the process. It's and have the expectations of the timeline. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the other thing you had said was, you know, learning to put yourself out there. Were there things like, how did you become more comfortable with kind of putting yourself out there? Was it just doing it more often? And <laughs> it just became throw easier? yourself over the edge. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It just comes with exposure. Mm -hmm. um it's basically exposure therapy like you know put yourself like force yourself and fake it until you make it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's like there's there's not always a shortcut um to getting there yeah 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 um but has it has it become easier now or is it still like difficult to like put your face on you know social media or whatever talk to people I mean, I still like cringe a little bit, <laughs> but it's definitely much easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which is if you could communicate one value to the world through the clothes you design, what would it be? Huh. Um, that you don't need to compromise or dress for yourself and only for yourself. Mm. So true. Yeah. It doesn't have to be cute or, or fashion or function. Like, I feel like we hear that all the time of like, do you choose function over fashion? It's like, why can't we have both? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And define like what's function, what's cute for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. Well, this has been such a fun conversation and hearing all about starting your brand and your Kickstarter and hopefully I, you know, your production goes super smoothly. Um, but can you share with us where can people find out more about you and the brand online and 
are pre-sales closed or can people still order pieces from your launch collection? Yeah. So, uh, yes, you can still order. Um, we're, we're currently at pre-order on the website. Um, and the website is soundelier.com, uh, okay. spelled as S-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-E-R. Um, and then on social media everywhere is uh, soundelier as well. Okay. So, yeah. I will include all that in the show notes. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was really fun. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Haynes, and I hope you join me again for the next episode of How Fitting.